Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. When putting together your gear, wrap a piece of duct tape around your water bottle. It's barely noticeable, but if another piece of gear breaks or tears, pull off your tape to make a quick patch or repair. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Hey, everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. I'm Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. And uh, Ryan, let's get right into this. We got to talk about something that keeps rearing its ugly head every week. You wrote in your column, it's an open record, uh, or a broken record, I should say, but it's open scoring. Um, In fact, uh, the other broken record was fans in the building, and we'll talk about that later, too. But uh, open scoring. We had three split decisions on this main card. And you could argue that in every one of them, um, you know, if the fighters knew the score, we could have saw a different fight Um, because I I think all three losers thought they won. Um, I'm not even sure if the winners thought that they won. Um, Certainly not in the main event. I I don't you know, I it wasn't like none of them were robberies um, at all, Um, you know, but I mean, if you look at the stats, you would think that the. Ketlin Vieira winning over Holly Holm was a robbery, but it really wasn't. It was a close fight. Um, you know, I, I had picked her, uh, you know, I identified her as a, you know, a good value on ROI and, and it really was cause it was a very even fight, but, um, you know, you talked about it in your column. So why don't you just go off? Because you obviously you had it on your mind, although you didn't really say too much in the column. Yeah. It just seems like, uh, after Saturdays and if you look on look on the debate from Saturday Saturday show even you know on social media on social media on Twitter mainly mainly and it wasn't so much so yesterday but today today as you know people start doing media round rounds from the fights this past week past week and there's you know podcasts like us coming out coming out reviewing yeah. it seems like open scoring is a big topic this week and it's been a big topic for weeks and weeks and and uh, literally everybody that Ariel Helwani has on his show he's asking them uh, what in favor of and i haven't heard a single fighter say that they're against it so uh it seems to be gaining more and more momentum uh i mean we talk about it quite often it's something that i personally turned the corner on like i've said you know we we should have it i don't know that it would make an outcome a difference in outcomes in some of these fights you would probably get better coaching and you would definitely get better coaching coaching as far as you know the fighters in the corners knowing knowing the scores uh would would it change game plans i mean you know if holly home and mike winkle john and greg jackson knew that she was losing losing you know after after three rounds i think i don't let me pull up the scorecards for that fight for that fight uh because of because of the way she was fighting uh yeah she was 
yeah, she was down on two of the three scorecards after three rounds. Perhaps they change up the game plan and, you know, focus less on clinching constantly, constantly in the fourth and fifth yeah. rounds, knowing she'd have clearly to clearly the those, judges weren't scoring that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was doing. I mean, I mean, I personally, uh, I had all home winning the main event, uh, but it, everything was like super close except for yeah. the second round in my opinion and I had I actually had Vieira up up two to one after three and but I had home win in the last two two rounds but I mean See, but it's I just four I thought four was I thought four was real close too yeah there was a um, lot of there was a lot it's one of those fights where you could probably watch it three times and have three different scores yeah scores. so so when you kind of say that you can't ever say that that's a that's a robbery of a fight whenever you actually no whenever you actually score a fight and you're saying and you say i have it scored this way but i could see it easily being this way that's how you know it's not a robber robbery it's just a close fight and this was not a robbery it was a close fight but but it's also you know none of holmes corners told her that you know they thought she was losing losing but they knew maybe they would you know abandon that clinch game that clearly wasn't getting her you know the rounds in the judges eye judges eyes and goes to something different so i mean you know it's one of those things we do not there's positives and there's negatives to it but until mm -hmm. it's put on a grand scale like the like in the ufc and like in nevada we just don't know how how it's going to work work out it may it may go bad like it did in boxing and kickboxing it may go it may go good we just don't we just don't know you could say like well you don't want the judges to be influenced by the crowds knowing their scores you could say that you don't know if it'll happen and then and they'll be taught not to get influenced just to do do their job you can say that you can say that another negative would be well you know some people may coast because in call in college wrestling and in ncaa wrestling they have open scoring and you see a lot of times when when the guy who wins who is ahead is ahead big he just coasts in the final final round and does nothing you could see that in mma but you could also see you could also see the guy who's losing knowing he needs to finish putting the pressure on yep until until you know until you actually see it implemented and see what happens you can't accurately predict what's going to happen you can just you know so so i mean i think i i don't know maybe nevada should test it on the contender series uh, you know, this year, mm, yeah. this year, maybe that'd be a good yeah, idea. It's and not maybe, a bad idea. Maybe, maybe a good idea for, you know, I really think it's going to be hard to get, to get Dana and some of these people to agree to it. Uh, but then again, we thought maybe I thought some of the, maybe some of the minor companies too, like LFA yeah. and yeah, you know, so yeah. some of these I mean, feeder companies. Yeah. I mean, everybody says like, Oh, it works in Invicta, but Invicta only runs Kansas <laughs> and they don't have, they don't have anybody in the buildings. So, so yeah, it works. I, I will tell you, I'll tell you something. I'll, I'll tell you something about Invicta. Like I, I watched their last show. Um, and I was going to talk about it on here. I, I can't remember. Was it, it might've even been last week. If it was either last week or the week before, but I watched it cause it was on a Wednesday. So I'd probably forgot about it by the time we recorded the show, but they, um, one of the fights was it, you know, it went to a decision and they, in the third round, like the, the, the announcers were calling it like the fight could still be won by the fighter that was losing, even though they were already up two rounds. And even the fighter themselves didn't seem to even know. So then when they talked to her after the fight, like apparently the corners didn't even tell her the score. 
So, I mean, there's, there's also that aspect of it, you know, like, it's not like it's, I mean, it may be a different UFC, but it's not like it, there's a scoreboard that shows you what the score is like, yeah. you know, yeah. so the, the, yeah, like maybe they would announce it. Maybe, you know, buffer oh. would say, well, Oh, after two rounds, well, you know, I don't like, I, I don't know. I don't think they announce it on Invicta. I think they tell the corners and then they put, put it on yeah. the broadcast, but I don't know. I don't know that it's announced. No, I don't to, think the fighters the, find out to the arena. No. It was, it's told to the corners and it's up to the corners, whether, whether to say yeah. anything to the fighter. I've heard, I've heard fighters say that, uh, say that, say that I've heard some yeah. fighters say that the, that their coaches know what the score is but the, that they never tell the fighter what it is because they don't yeah. want the fighter to do which is, which is which could be you know that's a good thing in it and honestly if you're so worried could be but in the, in in this case <laughs> this one fighter that was losing needed a finish yeah but she didn't know she needed a finish so you know and as it turned out like the you know and then like the other fighter was fighting like she needed to win so i guess it was good that she didn't know um and uh and then they but even the announcers were saying well i don't know that third round was close i don't know who they're going to give it to this fight could go either way and i'm like did i like misunderstand so i actually rewound to like see what the scores were after two rounds and one fighter was up 2018 on two cards so it doesn't matter like whether the third round like whether it was close or not like you know but the the commentator was i can't remember who it was but they were calling it like like i maybe that's they're just trying to make the broadcast more interesting but it just made them come off as stupid yeah and honestly um you know and and i could see that in ufc i could see like dominic cruz saying oh that third round was close you know they could have pulled this fight out and you'd we'd be like tearing our hair out you idiot like and, it's it's open scoring and <laughs> and honestly if you're that worried about it about the uh, judges being influenced just tell the corners and put it on the broadcast don't yeah. announce it in the arena then that way you don't have the fans yeah. booing the ju- judges i mean fans may yeah. find out by social media they may not they may not you know they may not most of the people yeah. most of the people that are in inside the building they're not really on their phones phones the only ones who would know the no. score if it's put on the broadcast would be your media members so uh, so they know. used to have the um, the commentating in the headsets, yeah. but they don't have that anymore, do they? Uh, like they used to, you used to be able to rent headsets and you could hear the commentary. Remember? Yeah, that? yeah, uh, back in the day, as a some fan, of the old UFC get, events. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, but they they stopped doing that a long time ago. But yeah, just don't announce, yeah. if you're that worried, don't announce it to the to the crowd, and then yeah. the, and then they won't be able to boo the ju- boo the judges, you know, during the fight and influence yeah. the judges. I mean, it's just just I mean, the only people that need yeah. to know really are the corners, and if you want. If you want people to know at home, yeah, just put it on the broadcast. That's all you have to do. Yeah, I had it. I think I probably scored it the same as you then because I think I was – so we were – I think I had Vieira up 2-1 after the third. And then the fourth, like it was real close. And I'm like – I was leaning towards Vieira. And then I'm you know, I'm in my mind doing the same thing that you're not supposed to do. And it's like, okay, I can't say Vieira's up 3-1 because that's stupid. You know, because like you know, there's no way this fight is, you know, hers in the bag. So I gave it to home even though you're not supposed to score that way. And then in the fifth round, again, I was leaning towards Vieira until like the last 30 seconds and home just kind of she probably had her best 30 seconds of the fight in the last 30 seconds and i thought she pulled it out and and i thought she got the win um and uh you know she was really pissed off when she lost vieta looked happy you know like she wasn't expecting to win honestly for in terms of the division like it's probably the wrong decision and maybe you know dana might even just go ahead and book as if home had won but uh, you know, Vieira is a fresh challenger, at least. So if um, you know, she can probably challenge the winner of Pena and Nunez. Um, but yeah, that was that. And then you know, in the co-main, we had another split. How did you score that one? I actually had Ponzinibbio winning, um, but it, it was another close one. 
I had that uh, Pahaya, uh 2928. I thought uh, Pahaya oh. won the first two rounds and Ponzinibbio won the third, in my opinion. See, and I had I had the Ponzinibbio winning the last two. I thought Pahaya won the first round pretty clearly. But again, it was another close one. And I think, too, you know, and this one, okay, this is both of your hot talking points in, in your column. Because, number one, if they would have known what the score was going into the third, it might have been different. You know, if Ponzinibbio knew he needed a finish, he might have um, he, he might have fought with a little more urgency. Although they did fight with a lot of urgency because this was a really good fight. And I think the, the fact that it was in an empty building, like hurt this one a lot because this, this is one where fans were reacting. Um, they would have fed off of it. The announcers would have fed off it. And this would have been like a match of the year fight of the year contender, I think in front of fans. And and here it was just like, you know, it was a good fight. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was a, know. in my opinion, there were several fights on this show that, that had they been in front of fans would have been, would have kind of gotten pretty good reactions to great reactions. And this was one of them. Cooper Claris probably. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I thought uh, Martinez and Morales was you know pretty yeah. good too pretty good too and there was some uh, other stuff there were some finishes finishes too that would have got yeah. it but uh but he, but yeah it's just i don't know uh, you know I, i've been a big negative of these apex shows ever since we started doing the pay-per-views views again because the atmosphere is different but even this show just seemed worse than than yeah. other like shows inside the apex we've had we've had some other shows that have had at least like in the main events and the co-main events and the main card fights have have had some decent reaction for the amount of people that are in that are inside the apex mm-hmm. but this one like even in the main event and the co-main event it was like nobody was there and it's just like yeah like you know Michelle Pajaya and Santiago Ponzinibbio should not be having this awesome fight in front of with no reaction, no reaction. They should be fighting in front yeah. of twelve thousand people, getting getting just cheered like crazy. It's just it's it's you know it's it's a broken record. It's I mean it's yeah it's ridiculous. They still that they're still planning on doing at least one one show a month there. You know, at least one, at least one, even, even if, you know, even with going back, back touring more, you know, at least one per month. It's just, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's, you're not saving any money. You, you, you don't need to be cost cutting when you're, when you're, when the valuation of your company's $10 billion, you don't need to be caught <laughs> cost cutting when your revenue every year is a billion dollars. What's cost cutting? Yeah. You, you don't pay your fighter shit. So it's just more money. It's more money for the pockets of the owners. So, so it's just. But it's naughty, like you said. I mean, they're they're doing like you know they're doing a million dollar gates for you know fights that shows that were doing four hundred thousand before the pandemic, and for some of the bigger ones, they're doing like three four million. You know, and on some of these that would have maybe done a million before. Yeah, like it's just, just ridiculous what they can charge for tickets. What, what and, they just they just did a six million dollar gate in Phoenix. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. For like, you know, for, I mean, a show that was headlined by, you know, Oliver and Geishi, which are not even close to their biggest draws. Yeah. Um, but, you know, their, their London show, we did four and a half million for Arnold Allen and, yeah. you know, um, did, or what was yeah. the main event of that one? 
uh, was uh, Aspinall and Volkov. Oh, uh, the yeah, the Aspinall. Yeah, Tom Aspinall and Alexander Volkov. Yeah, you just Come on. he did he did <laughs> yeah they just did a six million dollar gate in Phoenix, Arizona, like years ago. Like the only way you're getting six million dollar gates are are in Vegas or you know running yeah. New York. New York, like New yeah, York Phoenix City. would do yeah and one point two Phoenix, Arizona. Know did a six million dollar gate like like i mean come on yeah, like it's ridiculous it's, i mean that gate this, this card that, that this gate, card you could put it that gate alone that month makes that month makes that month regardless of yeah. if you do three other shows on the road that get a half a million dollar gate that that gate alone makes that month it's stupid yeah, yeah um yeah so i mean well yeah we'll go over i mean we've we've kind of been talking about it as we've been going and doing our what we have to talk about thing for the other one um i i thought like jen young park or or however he says his name park jen young i thought he pretty clearly won that one even though it was a split decision eric anders obviously didn't agree uh how did you have that one look i think i had it for i had it for anders i had him win in the first two rounds oh really okay yeah so But it was another close one. I mean, I don't think anybody yeah. uh, can can argue. Anders was pissed. I think out of the three losers, he was probably the most pissed. It, it you know from his reaction because yeah, one of I the mean, one one of the one of the cards was thirty twenty seven, wasn't it on that one? Uh, no, they were all twenty nine twenty eight. Oh, were they? Okay, yeah. I remember there was one. One of the split decisions was thirty. Oh, it was the pair of Bonzanibia, right? Yeah. One of them was thirty. One of them. One of the judges had it thirty twenty seven. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thirty twenty seven. The 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 fun funny thing about all three of these fights is how the media scored everything because if you look at Anders and Park, uh, there was only two out of the eleven scorecards that they tracked. Only two of them had it for Park. Uh, in Ponzinibbio okay. Pahea, uh, you know, more than half, more than half had it, had it for Pahea. It was a, you know, it's probably about six, just like spitball in here. It looks like about 60, 40 split split, but in Holman Vieira, I mean, it look it's like a, you know, 90, 10 in favor of home. There's like, yeah, okay. this looks like, it looks like something like I had uh, only two out of like about 20, it's close to 20. Scores here are listed for Vera, so it's just yeah, a lot of. I didn't, I didn't send in, I didn't send in my scores, but I guess I would have brought the Park one up and the Ponzinibbio one up, but I was, I was with the majority on the home one, so. Um, but again, they were like a lot of these were real tough to score, so. Yeah, um, and in the right. case, and in the case of Vera and Home, and then Park and Anders, it's like, it's like they weren't exciting fights if you actually look at it too, so. So I no. mean, you're not saying that, not saying that you know, boring makes for tough fights to score. But it's it also seems like a lot of these ones that people are debating a lot lately, you know. And then you look at you know Rose, Rose and Carlos, yeah. like they're ugly fights. That that it's like yeah. that you know it's like somebody has to win. It's but. it's like who who sucked the least. Yeah, I mean, there's, some, there's been some, there's been some good, fi- good, good fights that have been debated. You know, Sterling, Sterling and Yon, that one was debated. Uh, Brown and Barbarina, that one was debated. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, lately it just seems like, seems like the ones we're talking about most are just have been also uneventful. So, so yeah, it adds even an extra layer to who the hell won these fights. So, who are your three stars? Uh, okay, 
Uh, my first one, I'm going to go with Chidi Njokuani. I just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was just Chitty, a Chitty vicious, dang. that was a vicious elbow that he landed on Dusko Todorovic. Todorovic, you know, put some pressure on him, had him, had him, you know, pinned against the fence for a little bit, but Njokuani's just, he's dangerous, you know, from anywhere at a distance or in close range and landed an elbow. And that was just all she wrote for that one. Uh, my second one, I'm going to go with Jalton Almeida who uh, fought at heavyweight against Parker Porter and hit was so dominant that Parker Porter didn't even throw a strike in the fight, much less land. He didn't even throw a strike at all. Like Almeida took him down and Porter just was just lost, lost on the ground, on the ground. It was just absolutely dominant from Almeida. And my third one, I'm going to leave one for you because I know you want to pay you want him, but I'm going to go with Michelle Pahea because this was uh, even, it was a great fight against Ponzinibbio, but we talked about Pahea and his, his craziness and his wackiness. And there was none of that on display. Like he, he fought, like he fought a fight that made you think, okay, this guy can be a title contender in the UFC. It's just, it, his, his striking was phenomenal. Uh, got a takedown, takedown, and his grappling was, was pretty good. And uh, yeah, and Ponzinibbio is a tough dude, tough guy, and he's hard to finish, hard to finish. But this was like the fight that, okay, Michelle Pahea, he's, he's somebody. So uh, yeah, he's my third yeah. star. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I'll go with um, Chase Hooper. Yeah, that's uh, the one I was who, looking uh, for you. <laughs> you know, yeah, KO over Felipe Calaris in the third round. And he, he was pretty dominant in this fight. He kept taking him down, kept holding him down. Calaris was going for submissions, and a couple of them looked pretty good. But Chase Hooper kept escaping. And then, you know, at the, in the third round, I think Calaris was getting tired. And then Hooper just turned it on and uh, and finished him off. And that, that was a real good win for Hooper. Uh, you know, one of the youngest guys uh, in, in UFC and you know when he grows into his body and you know a lot of people make comments you saw some stuff on twitter during the fight up about that like he's like a jake matthews like you know maybe he's gonna put on some weight and go up to 55 and and be like you know just this incredible fighter he's already like he's 11 and 2 and uh you know he's he's a guy that they've paid for future stardom um i'll i'll go with uh Euros Medic over omar morales uh second round ko he uh you know moved to eight and one this was you you know this was a, a big one um big win he was an underdog going into this and uh i you know just uh uh 
big big time win um and you know i don't have much to say like he you know pretty dominant uh dominant win there and then my third i'll just i'll match you and go with almeida and it's funny because i picked him in my roi as one of the top you know top three picks even though he was minus i think he was minus 700 at the time he was minus 650 at the time of the thing and i released that video on um on fight game media you know with the roi and uh got some good feedback on it uh but this one guy says you know like i think parker porter is a live underdog and and you know because he's so much bigger and he's won a few fights as an underdog and and i looked at it and i said you know what like he is normally but i mean almeida was minus 650 for a reason and you know even though um he you know you're not getting much by winning, uh, you're not losing, you know, if you don't bet on him. And, and that's kind of the way I looked at it. So I, my advice was to pair him up on, on a parlay with somebody else. And, uh, and that's what I did. And I won and that was good. But, uh, yeah, a big, big win for Almeida. He, you know, he took this fight at heavyweight, even though he's normally a light heavyweight and he just mowed through Parker Porter. They, they were, you know, he looked like he was gonna have a hard time taking him down at first, but then once he did, I mean, he just kept him down and submitted him. And yeah, like you said, Parker never even threw a punch and Parker Porter is not that bad like it's just he was way overmatched here and Almeida looks like a future like you know uh he's a guy that you know if he if he wins like this uh he's gonna be a problem at 205 yeah second straight first round finish um couldn't be you know in UFC um that's incredible so yeah and and, um, and 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 on the ROI yeah. on the ROI thing, you know, yeah, he had a big ROI and was a big big favorite. But when you look at a lot of sports betters, that's how they make a lot of their big money because they'll they'll take yep. they'll take a hundred grand that they that they have yep. and make a big bet <laughs> big bet at somebody who's like minus six fifty. Sure, you might only win back what like I don't know sixteen thousand sixteen thousand. We'll we'll just we'll just say for for safety's sake twenty five grand twenty five grand. But you keep doing yeah. that. All of a sudden, that starts adding up. Adding up, you're making money. You're not losing your money because you're going with a sure, sure thing. But you're, you're, you know, you're just adding to it. And that's how a lot of those guys, guys make that money. It's everybody, well, that, everybody tries to, everybody tries to think, bit, you know, find the underdog, find a find a big underdog and make a big bet on an underdog. But sometimes when you have kind of a sure thing, and I thought Jalton Almeida was was a sure thing. I think in my official picks, I picked my submission in the first, first round. I thought him oh, and, and Joe Kawani were like, were like the most sure things on this card. On and this that, card. that and, was and my Joseph parlay. Holmes. That, that was Joseph my parlay Holmes, yeah. right there. I thought Almeida Holmes yeah. and, uh, and Joe Kawani were, were the most sure things on this card as far as like winning. So, so, so if you made three big bets on those guys, you, you had a profitable night, even, you know, even if you risked, you know, you know, couple hundred thousand on it you still probably made close to close to hundred thousand profit on the night so yeah well i don't have a hundred thousand yeah i'm just throwing i mean i made a small yeah, profit yeah, yeah, yeah i know yeah you threw a hundred bucks um, so on, just, it, on each one of them yeah, yeah you, you made a little bit so and that's kind of pretty close to what I did. Um, so real quick, and then I'll let you go over the results. When I did that video, um, I I went six and four on my picks. Uh, I had advised that don't bet on Pollyanna Viani and Tabitha Ricci because neither one of them have a positive ROI and neither one of them, you're not getting any value on, on either one of those bets. But I went six and four. 
on the ROI with a 3% profit, which is not much, but it's better than a loss. But I had also said in the video that two of the fighters that I picked, I said, you know what, there's not enough data on these ones. So they do have a positive ROI, but it's very slow, small sample size. So if you're, you know, being a little cautious, maybe don't bet on those. So if you had not bet on those two, which was Elise Reed and, uh, uh, Sorry, actually, no, it's Elise Reed and Jolton Omeda. So you would have been five and three, but you would have, um, you would have had, a, I think that I figured out the profit would have been about 20%. So, you know, that's, you know, so watch the video next time and, and maybe make yourself some money because uh, my top three picks were, um, were two and one and the, um, with a, with 30% uh, profit. So even that, those were the ones I gave on this show. Um, it was Almeida, Elise Reed and Ketlin Vieira. And, uh, they went two and one obviously. And, and Vieira was a pretty good underdog. So, and now she's five and zero oh as a, as an underdog. So that's somebody to look out for in the future, but, uh, take us through the, uh, the rest of the results on this card. We've talked yeah, about a lot yeah. of the fights, but the uh, show started with a strawweight fight. Sam Hughes finished Elise Reed in the third round. Uh, just Hughes was really dominant with her rest and Reed could do yeah. nothing went on the ground and very impressive showing by Hugh, by Hughes so she started she's somebody who started 0-3 for UFC but she's 1-2 one, 1-2 two, one, two straight and showing improvement she's down Dallas Fortis MMA here in Dallas a very good camp good camp so she showed a lot of improvement so uh, it was a good win for her then we had the featherweight fight Chase Hooper uh, finishing Felipe Colares three minutes into the third round uh, you talked about Hooper but, but my feeling is that was the most most impressive performance he's had had so far and these are the types of fights that he needs to be having i mean we saw him against alex Casares and steven peterson two real veterans of the sport of the sport and he wasn't ready for those types of guys but guys like Kolaris who are on his on his level you're just if you keep matching them up like that you're going to see you're going to see actual improvement in hooper in hooper and then as time goes on you can build them to the better better fights just you know uh, i hope they learn from their booking of uh, Sage Northcutt and Paige Van Zandt and are applying those to, you know, guys like Hooper and uh, Patty, Patty and uh, what's it, Ian Gary. You know, we're kind of seeing, seeing like we don't want to rush those guys into, into you know, these tough fights, even though Patty may be getting a tough fight next. But, but anyway. Sugar uh, Shane. Yeah. Uh, who's that? Uh, Sean, you mean? Sean O'Malley or Sean. Yeah. 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 So hopefully they've learned, hopefully there's some more proof they've learned from them, from their mistakes. So, uh, then we had Bantamweight fight, Jonathan Martinez, uh, unanimous decision over Vince Morales Martinez. He's really good. And he's, I think he's really underrated at Bantamweight and just the leg kicks. He's a great leg kicker. And if you can't stop his leg kicks, you aren't going to beat him. Yeah. And Morales couldn't stop the leg kicks. And that was the big difference. Uh, then you had a lightweight fight, Euro Smedich over, Omar Morales uh, in the second round. You talked about that. Uh, Jalton Almeida, dominant submission. Renair Kachuk, four minutes, 35 seconds over Parker Porter. And uh, closing out the prelims, we had a quick finish. Joseph Holmes submitted Alan Medofsky in uh, just over a minute. Just just grabbed the neck standing and took him down and just was just like it was over from there. And Holmes looked good. 
Holmes looked good. He he was one of those like he was talking about how he wished the fight would go would go longer because he wanted to show off you know how much he had improved. But anytime you can win in sixty four seconds, you take it. Uh, kicking off the main we'll, card, we'll, we'll, we'll next we'll, you'll next we'll next be seeing Alan Amadovsky on a Cage Warrior show. Yeah, I mean this guy's zero and three. <laughs> he hadn't fought since twenty yeah. twenty nineteen. Uh, he didn't. He was. I mean, he was finished by John Phillips, who got ravaged by yeah. Kamzad in Kamzad's debut, debut, and then just yeah. So and then, and then yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's he's not long for the UFC world anymore. Uh, sorry, yeah. sayonara. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, main card uh, kicked off with Jun Young Park split decision over Eric Anders. Anders talked about before the fight fight how he put all this money on himself because he was the underdog. Well, if you're going to put all that money on yourself, please try to finish it and not try to fight like you did because because even though I scored it for Anders, that's uh, definitely a fight that that could could have gone either way and you don't want to leave it in the judge's hands, especially when you publicly make a statement like that you put a bunch of money on you on yourself because you don't see any way you're going to lose this fight. Well, well, it didn't work out for Eric Anders and you know, he's, he's such a good athlete, but his, I don't, you know, he just never, he never fulfilled his potential in MMA. And I don't know if he's going to be cut or stick around because he's, he's, he's lost more than he's won, but, but maybe we'll see him again. Then we had a women's strawweight fight, Tabitha Ricci, unanimous decision over Pollyanna Vienna, uh, 29, 28 across the board. Don't really have much to say about this. It just was uneventful. Uh, then you had Chidi and Jokuani uh, finishing Dusko Todorovic in the uh, late in the first round with a standing elbow knockout. If you didn't see it, go see it. It is brutal. Then you had Michelle Pajaya split decision over Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, yeah, if you're gonna watch anything from the main card, just watch those two fights back to back, and then you can skip skip the rest of the main card. But yeah, this is a really great fight. And then main event, Catlin Vieira split decision over Holly Holm. Uh, yeah, it's just it wasn't very exciting. It was kind of your standard Holly Holm fight and your standard Catlin Vieira fight, but uh. Yeah, solid win for Vieja and Holm. It'll be interesting to see what happens with her because she's only got, I think, one fight left on her contract, and she's 40 years old. So, and she's not going to – it's clear she's not going to fight for a UFC title anymore. So, we will – it's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens to her next. Yeah, uh, and uh, in your column, what obviously you have um... – Holly Holm or Ket, sorry, Ketlin, uh, fighting obviously the winner of Pena Nunez and and Holly Holm maybe going up against Yana uh, Kunitskaya. Is that the elbow queen? No, that's somebody else, right? That's somebody else, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not much. Yeah, better yeah, like. something for <laughs> no, no, something for her to do, and you know, she just basically needs like you know, anytime she gets two or three wins in a row, she's you know, she'll be getting a title shot. But yeah, I don't know that. Um, yeah, I don't know that Ketlin would be next for the. For the uh, Pena Nunez winner, but I mean, I think that should be yeah. her next fight. But I don't necessarily think that yeah that'll be the next fight for Might that for the winner of that. All right, um, the um, the bonuses went to Ponzinibbio and Pajaya for uh, best fight, and Chidi and Chase Hooper for uh, performance of the night bonuses. So that, as you would have expected, if you listen to our recap. Um, now, did you watch the Eagles show? I did not. Uh, I watched most of it uh, in between. Okay. 
Looked like a good show. Movie. Yeah, yeah, it was a. I mean, it was Eagle Eagle FC events are fun to watch. I mean, they just they. Yeah. I mean, they got it's a lot of ex UFC guys, UFC guys, and you know you with the occasional guy who's still under contract to Bellator thrown in is Lamama Dev, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you get a lot well, of. Well, he finish. didn't fight, but you got you get a lot of. Or no, he did fight, these, huh? What's that? I, I for some reason I thought he didn't fight, but then I just thought it was a replacement because he was originally supposed to fight Yostenis Sedeno, and then he ended up against Zach Zane. Yeah, he get a sorry. Get, go ahead. Yeah, you get a lot of fun stuff, and then uh, main event was a disappointing end for Junior Dos Santos. He was winning the fight, and then he blew out his shoulder in the at the, early in the third round and couldn't continue. So Jorgen De Castro got a win in a fight that he was going to probably lose. So disappointing for Dos Santos because he actually did look good, good in this fight. So, uh, and then your co-main event, I mean, <laughs> fight between Hector Lombard and Tiago Silva, you had to put the odds on something weird was going to happen in the fight, and it was a no contest because of an like illegal 50, knee. 50. An illegal knee. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't much there um, wasn't much to that. I wonder, bring up the junior fight. Could the fact that he's been, like, screwing around doing pro wrestling have affected his body at all, and that could have been part of the reason why no. his shoulder went out? No, because okay. when do you... He hasn't wrestled. He hasn't been in AEW this year. I mean that that appearance. Oh, is it okay? It felt, felt like did. it was just a couple months ago. No, that match they did was uh, back in November. November, I believe. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Because yeah, yeah. I just remember Randy Orton always having problems with his shoulders, and he looks like Randy Orton. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Yeah, because March, because it was with Jericho. Yeah, March Jericho did Kingston. So yeah, that was back in November. Gotcha. That was back okay, in November, okay, yeah. okay. So. My conspiracy theory dies then. Uh, but yeah, Andrew Sanchez got a win. I see Mackie Patolo. Uh, nice. Looks like a 30-second knockout. That's pretty cool. Um, Akhmed Aliyev got a 30-second knockout. Um, yeah, it was uh, looked like a lot of finishes and uh, some decent fights uh, yeah. from all accounts. Yeah. 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 I said people raving to me about that card. I put out a poll uh, while we were doing this about uh, open scoring. And as of right now, 70% uh, are voting saying yes, 29% saying no. So uh, I'll, I'll check back before the end of the show. But that's what that's what it's looking at right now. So that was on Twitter. I don't get as many votes as Brian Alvarez, but it's statistics, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah. So they, well, when's their next well, show? You know, these are, these will probably be actually real voters instead of people people trying to sway a vote True. one way. <laughs> so so you got yeah, that going for yeah. you. They're not they're not bots. I don't see another card scheduled yet, but they seem to be running like every couple he, months. Yeah, they seem to be running every other month there in Miami. They got they got shows lined up. They're just uh, they're just not listed yet because they haven't yet. haven't announced anything for them. But uh, I think they said okay. I think they said on the broadcast your next show is in July. Did you watch um, the tough? This yes, week? yes, yes. That's ultimate. Yeah, Muhammad Usman. That was a. You know what? That that was a fun fight to watch. Like it wasn't a great fight, but the, the Sipe 
or Sipe. I don't know how his name Mitchell is Mitchell Sipe, but yeah. That guy's, an, that guy's an asshole. And he's he could be a star, like, if he if he, if he he wins. But I don't know if he's a very good fighter. But he, like, he's trash-talking and getting inside Usman's head. And, I mean, he lost the fight, but I uh, I kind of dig that dude. Like, he's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I um, it, it was weird because I, I, I thought Usman won both rounds, but I guess they gave they gave Sipe uh, one of them and then Usman won the overtime round and, and won the fight but Sipe um, thinks he lost he should have won and Usman's a big hero afterwards and then he cried and dedicated the victory to his son um, and Sipe's team told him you know you, you weren't you didn't win um, but yeah what, what did you think of Sipe of He's 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 definitely you know, like an a- asshole, like you said. I mean, he had a yeah. grudge against Usman because they were supposed they were supposed to fight on the regional scene, but I think that was around the yeah. th- time that Usman that Muhammad's uh, son died, so that's why it didn't happen. Oh, okay. Didn't happen, and, I, and honestly, if that was, I think I can't say that for sure, but I think if you know if that was the reason why Usman didn't fight him, uh, you know, I think Cipe's a little he's. His justification for that is way off, way off base, and he's cool. It. I thought it was one one after the two, after the two. Okay. Cipe won the yeah. first, and Usman won the second. But Usman definitely won the third, so it's not like there was some controversial decision over there. So, but uh, yeah, I still think Usman makes it to the finals. I thought that before yeah. beforehand. Well, he only but, has uh, to win one more fight. Only has to win one more. Yeah, one more. But yeah, yeah. it's just next week's show. You know, we get our looks like we get our yearly weight cut drama. You know, yeah, thirty pounds yeah. for Chantel Coates. Yeah, so oh, but, Jesus. But I mean, you also um, heard the story of Chantel Co- Coates that she was telling. You know, in this episode where how she was one fifty four, but she had all this, you know, COVID miscarriage, all this kind of stuff happened to her. So they're definitely trying to trying to start the sympathy train early for. Her. Oh, and, and surprisingly, she's on Team Pena. Um, not, uh, not so Nunez is up uh, 2-1 now, I think, um, on, on the picks. And she, she was the one that actually picked that fight against uh, Chantel Coates and Brogan Walker. So we'll see that uh, this week. And uh, I hopefully I get to see it tomorrow before I head off to Vegas. If not, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely watch it at some point, but I may not watch it before we record again next week because I'll be getting home at about seven o'clock, uh, you know, like three hours before we record. So, um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good show. And yeah, you kind of reminded me of, it just occurred to me while you were talking, who you reminded me of, uh, of Mitrione in, uh, you know, when he was on, I think season 10, you know, what you laughing you don't agree or no no that's a good comparison uh, oh okay okay good yeah like i mean and, and mitchon turned out to be a decent dude it was just you know like he was playing a heel and i think is <laughs> gonna get a, a fight out of this mitchon was such a piece of shit on the show it was so yeah. Great. yeah 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 they know the game like he he i mean he should be a pro wrestler this dude but maybe you know maybe he'll be a good fighter and then you yeah. don't have to do pro wrestling if you're going to be on yeah. the ultimate fighter uh, you have to know, you have to know how know there's two things that are going to make you stand make you stand out and get you get you some fight fights it's you either win the thing or you become such a personality personality that it's that you sell yourself to dana and the matchmakers because especially now because it used to be 
all these fighters would get would get at least a fight on the finale. Everybody who was on the on the show. Now it's just the two the two people that make it in the to the finals in each in each division, and maybe a couple others. Everybody else they just you know back to the regional scene for you for you. So at worst, Mitchell Cipe probably got him a fight. You know here in. Mm-hmm. August, whenever they do it, July, August, whenever, whenever the finals are. So, and probably a fight that they hope he wins, you know, because they they like guys like that. So, um, all right. So we we uh, no no card to go over for this week. Although, if you're you know if you're really stuck for MMA and you you want to watch some stuff on Memorial Day weekend, there's a hell of a lot of it on uh, Fight Pass, but nothing from UFC, Bellator, PFL, Eagle, none of the big ones. Just uh, you know, Lux Fight League from Mexico, a couple Cage Warrior shows from the UK, uh, CFFC from Philly, which uh, sometimes they get Punk commentating on those ones, so that could be fun. Not be this fun. week. No, he won't be commentating on that one. Not this weekend. No, uh, I'm I'm going to see him fight. Uh, and uh, Unified MMA from Calgary. Uh, those shows are always great. So, um, or uh, not Calgary, Enoch, Alberta. I think it's close to Calgary. But uh, yeah, so check check those out if you and, want. But um, we, and, we got uh, a lot of Uriah, news. And uh, uh, Uriah Faber's A One oh. Combat is also. Got, so, but that's not MMA, is it? Yeah. Oh, it is. MMA? Oh, okay. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's so running, shit. There's yeah. seven seven shows in four days. On, on UFC Fight Pass. There's more than that. There's more than that, but I only highlighted the ones that will actually have like that are kind of yeah. big promotions or have names on the show. So, so but but that's all a, UFC Fight Pass. Like, yeah, yeah there, I mean, there might be some stuff on Fight and there's a you know other streaming a, stuff. There's a KSW show on a Saturday. Oh, really? Saturday, I think. Yeah. Oh, I might tape that. Pudzianowski is fighting. Is fighting. So that's is he? A, yeah, oh, everybody, nice. everybody always gets excited when Pudzianowski fights because you just... Okay, you, you know what? No, no, you know what? We got homework. We got to watch the Puds fight and, and uh, talk about that next week. I'm there's not no, watching. There's no show to go over next I'm week. I'm not watching MMA this week. <laughs> You're not week. watching? I'm taking a break this week. Oh, okay. This week. You going to watch some wrestling? We'll watch some wrestling and watch some, you know, and just... Just <laughs> maybe we'll talk about the uh, anarchy in the arena next week. Um, that might be the closest thing we see to MMA. Um, all right. Uh, so we got a lot of news, though. Um, we we um, heard this week that uh, what was it that we we're going to talk about first? Oh, yeah. The uh, UFC to do, do, do or Long Island fight night. Yeah. So there's, this is after Let's International Fight Week. They're going to be. OK, uh, you go. You go. Let's go ahead and start off the on, on Saturday. On Saturday, as we talked about on the show last week, on this last week, and how I've been talking about for, I guess, months on this show probably, but UFC 277 is 100% official, Dallas, Texas, American Airlines okay. Center, July 30th, Pena, Nunez, main event, so that they've they've made that official. So, I, 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 had, I had to laugh because I think last week, was last week or the week before you said they need something stronger as a third fight on the card than a Derek Lewis fight. And we got a Derek Lewis fight, Yeah, <laughs> but it, it does look like a good card. We got Rockhold and Costa and yeah. uh, something else. Yeah. The, the card, the card is fine. It's fine. I mean, you know, Dustin Poirier still wants on there. And I think if, I think if, uh, well, they're putting on, let's just put it this way. They're putting tickets on sale on sale next, uh, on July 3rd or June 3rd. 
and uh, kind of makes me wonder if they don't go. Up. I mean, huh? It'll still sell out. Dallas is a big market, and Dallas is a hot yeah. MMA market. But if it doesn't go good the first weekend, maybe they get Poirier on there to try to get the Louisiana oh, fans yeah. to come. So that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good that's a good strategy. I mean, you know, it's funny is is AW and WWE are what they're doing is they're um, well WWE anyways. I don't know about AW, but they're pricing the tickets like super high at first, and then seeing how many they can sell, and then they gradually drop them. They do two for ones and everything. And I almost wonder if UFC isn't doing that too, but then they're just selling them all. <laughs> and so like every time they go, they just keep you know well, let's see what people will pay. Okay, we'll go three hundred dollars a ticket. Oh no, it's still paying. Okay, next time we'll go four, yeah. and uh, they'll just keep going up until people stop buying them i've never but, seen ufc I mean, <laughs> ufc do two for one tickets even in for any no no because they don't have to yeah i mean like, even back, I mean. The, like it, even back in the day they would just they would just give comps to people during during five right. week, during yeah. during the week but yeah yeah but yeah i mean it you know it's working for them for wwe like they're probably maximizing the amount of money they can get out of people but it looks bad you know when you put tickets on sale and you know they sell twenty thousand tickets to an eighty thousand seat stadium but um all right so we we got that i'm still Uh, wondering who's gonna end up with more tickets sold on july july 2nd ufc or wwe like tickets sold not how many people are in the building um i i mean it'll be w it'll be wwe but um the ufc will do like three times the gate yeah so yeah yeah um what's uh what's the what's the next thing you want to talk about you you long get, island you can get in you can go from there okay yeah like this one to me is i i mean to me this was the biggest out of your news i mean obviously you know i i guess because we've talked about the dallas thing for so long I, I just didn't even think of that as being big but um we're they're going to be in long island new york which it's is like you know, we talked about wrestling a few t- it's not 100 but that's so. what it's looking like Okay. So it's it's it's, but a plan. it's it's a hopefully hope. it's a hope it's the hope. okay and this will be obviously that's not the apex so that's only that's a good sign um and nothing you know they're thinking maybe ufc is what you're saying in your card that would be pretty cool if it was um you know and you've speculated perhaps we might see chris weidman return for the first time in over a year uh headliner might be Ortega and Rodriguez. This is all like speculation, but your speculation is pretty informed and we're less than eight weeks away. So, um, you know, they, they're going to have to announce something soon for this. Um, and that was reported by Errol Hawani in his uh, Substack. So, um, you know, he's usually not reporting stuff unless he's got a pretty good idea. It's going to happen. Um, and then UFC, uh, debut in France. Now this is official, uh, September 3rd and you're expecting Cyril gone and, uh, tied to Ivasa to be the main event. Yeah. I mean, that's already been, been reported weeks ago, weeks ago that that was going to be the headliner. They, they didn't, they didn't announce any official fights with the announcement that they were, they were debuting, but I mean, gone into Ivasa, if you're going to debut in Paris, (laughs) you know, Cyril gone's going to headline it for sure. So. And uh, Kate, Caitlin Shkagian and Manon Firo is another one you expect because Firo is a, a French fighter and she's looked real good so far in, in the flyweight division. Yeah, and Caitlin said she wanted to fight her in Paris. So she, that she was oh, willing to go. go to Paris and fight her. And uh, the plan is also to uh, rebook Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori on that card. A couple other guys that wanted on this card I know were uh, Charles Jordan and Marc-Andre Berriot from uh, Quebec. So hopefully uh, they get to fight in Paris. I think that would be big for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, and yeah, I did, and there's, I, I did see a report of a Jordan fight. Uh, 
they were reporting it uh, against Shane Burgos. They were reporting it. Somebody was reporting Ooh. it for, uh, for the July 2nd card. I don't think it will happen. I think that card's already full. full. But, I mean, if, if okay. they could do, if they could hold off for Paris on that one, that would be a hell of a fight for that card. So, what well, was uh, Jordan was the guy that wanted uh, who, who did he want? Dos Anjos, uh, Barbosa, uh, yeah. But, um, but, uh, but Burgos, <laughs> Burgos may be more dangerous at this stage, so so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's just, yeah, that's but just, you know what? He'll be he'll be fired up, and those Paris fans like they go nuts for Chick Congo. Like, I can't imagine what they're gonna go, what they're gonna do for uh, real, real fighters, fighters yeah, for, um, for fighters yeah. that, that are not 47 years old and don't resort to to groin strikes every fight to because they yeah, because well, they yeah. need because they need more of a breather than the one minute they get between rounds <laughs> yeah well that'll be uh that'll be a lot of fun like that that crowd will be electric and I'm, I'm looking forward to that show and that's a holiday weekend so um that uh that'll be a lot of fun uh that'll be a busy weekend damn because uh that's um that that we got that big wwe show and uh yeah i don't know i think all, all outs out. the next week so no all yeah. outs oh, all out as well because oh geez labor day busy labor day weekend yeah that'll that'll be busy um and then uh we had been talking about ufc 278 and you were hinting that um uh, boston was the front runner but now it's looking like it might be salt lake city which uh have they ever done a pay-per-view from there no they haven't they've only done one ufc show it was a show headlined by by uh alex caceres against Yair, yeah, I think that's what. That oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. Uh, yeah, I mean, I said Boston. Ariel said Salt Lake City. I just know that the blackboard had. It was like one of those one of those where it had like three different locations listed as possible for it. So okay, who knows? So it could be any one of the. And uh, and you were, I mean, this was just speculation, but just, Kamara Usman and Leon Edwards would make sense. Yeah, yeah that... I mean, Us- Usman still. I mean, they want. They want Usman and Edwards as quickly as on the earliest date possible. So, so that's you know every show that every numbered pay per view that's going to be the fight speculated until it actually happens. Happens, well, it happens you know, yeah. Usman's still recovering from hand surgery. They said they don't know. He doesn't know exactly when he's going to be ready to return. Just that it'll be this year. So who knows? But uh, yeah, if they can't get Usman Usman Edwards for that card, I don't know what looking at the top of my head i don't know what they have yeah that'll be ready for august um no no but i mean you know i mean they could i mean anything at this point like by you know you could even have june july i mean if tashera makes it you know either tashera or um uh, Prochaska make it out without damage. You could go right back to a light heavyweight title fight. Maybe by, bantamweight. You know, by by late August. Maybe yeah. Sterling. Maybe bantamweight, Sterling. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you yeah. have the interim flyweight fight in July, and then you have bantamweight stuff like featherweights in in July. Lightweight probably just, lightweight just happened. So that's probably put a strawweight title fight underneath this one. You would think Carla. Maybe. Carla. What's I mean, her name? Carla, Carla didn't take much damage. <laughs> she just got married though, and a honeymoon. Honeymoon. Yeah. So she might want to fight in August. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she tough. didn't fight last. Uh, she didn't fight a couple weeks ago either. So, um, and uh, Alexander Rakic, uh, he did suffer a torn ACL as we had speculated. So he's going to be out for a while. It's the third time that's happened to him. That sucks. Uh, so he's looking at at least a year on the shelf. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have much to add yeah, to that. It's not much. 
Yeah, that just sucks. I mean, and uh, Jan, I mean, he looks like he'll probably get a light heavyweight title shot uh, coming out of that, and then we'll see what happens with Rakic when he comes back. Um, so, yeah, that's about it for the news, but we've we uh, got a little bit of time I, here. I want to, to, oh, to add a couple things sure. to, to this. Uh, Tony Ferguson, I don't know if we talked about it last last week, but he's uh, – He's, I think we talked about it. Like, like he said, he's gonna, yeah. You to mentioned camp. it, but I wanted to bring wanted to bring up uh, Henry Cejudo did an interview, and uh, you know Cejudo, we all know he's, you know, as cringy as he is in the way he acts when it comes to fighting and coaching and fighting, he's very brilliant, and he was uh, pushing that Ferguson would be the perfect opponent for Conor McGregor to return, and. You know what? I really do agree with him. I really do agree with yeah. Cejudo, especially I mean, we've, if, we've brought that up. Yeah, but but I mean now, and especially if Connor isn't going to come back until early 2023, that would give Ferguson time to recover from from this and you know figure things out and not get into camp until till the fall. So yeah, you know let's just do that. And then yeah. the other thing, other thing I wanted to bring up, Aliyah Delaziz. I mean, we know him. He, we know he says some stupid shit, but uh, he uh, he's manager for Kayla Harrison, and he said that that nobody wants to see Kayla Harrison Harrison against Chris Cyborg. He said nobody wants to see that. Nobody gives a shit about that fight. Uh, Ali, I mean, yeah, yeah, you should want that fight because you'll make more money as Kayla's manager from her cut from that fight, from that fight. I mean, nobody wants to see Kayla Harrison beating up on. Well, it depends. One, it depends where it is, moms. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it yeah. Be, it, uh, I mean, if she can make a million dollars in these PFL tournaments, is she going to make a million dollars for a cyborg fight? I don't know. Yeah. Like you, you, she should, but I don't know if she will. It's just, it's a dumb thing to say. Like, like it is. Nobody, it is nobody because, wants I mean, to that see is that a fight. Money fight. People want yeah. to see that fight. It, like. Yeah. I mean, whether or not they'll pay for it, I guess, is another story, but um, they definitely want to see it. Um, you know, like on if it was on a PFL show or a Bellator show, like I'm watching. Um, I mean, the only one that, that's going to actually make money is if she fights in UFC. Like yeah. there's, you know, nobody, she's not making money fighting in PFL. Like she's making money, but the, you know, it's not drawing money um, for anywhere else. I mean, nobody, you've brought it up before. Like nobody's drawing money in this sport except for UFC. Yeah. I mean, um, P, you know, PFL just added a new round of investors this past week. Oh yeah. Like Alexander Rodriguez or uh, Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez. 30 like, million. You always wonder when you hear these stories about PFL and one adding adding new funding like on a yearly basis. Where's this money going? Where yeah, where's this money going? But like like your financials are probably bad if you're having to find new investors on a yearly basis <laughs> to pitch in fifty million dollars. I mean, we're not talking about just like invest a million. I mean, I mean, like they come out, they're like new round of funding in between 50 and 100 million. I was like, where's all this money? Did you see what they evaluated the company at? No. (laughs) 500 million? PFL? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's probably. That's what they claim in their press release that it's value that. And that's what they told A-Rod to get him to to uh, invest 30 million. Probably the amount of money that they've had invested by people in. But these yeah, people want some money. They're, on, they're not. That's, that's probably how much money they owe, owe to the investors. 
<laughs> I wouldn't pay $20 for that company. Like, you know, like, cause it's, unless, unless you can funnel all this money that people are, are donating to you. I, I won't even say investing. I mean, it's, it's donating at this point. They might as well just have a GoFundMe. And, uh, you know, we, we need to raise $50 million to pay Kayla Harrison and, uh, you know, Rory McDonald and Anthony Pettis. So Triple please donate doom, some money. Man. Yeah. Cause they've got, I mean, you watch these shows and, you know, they got all these stars, you know, quote unquote stars from UFC on the shows and there's like 75 people in the stands and they're on ESPN, which they're probably paying for. Yeah. And, uh, some yeah. Of, some of them goes to cause, <laughs> cause if they're having to, yeah. having to get 50 to hundred million dollars in investments with an ESPN deal, like you must not be getting paid yep. for that deal. <laughs> no. And they might be paying to be on it, you know, uh, I, for I, all we know. I mean, I, I doubt don't, it. I don't, think I don't think actually. they're paying to be, to be on it, but I think it's free. It's free. They're not getting money. Yeah, mm-hmm. they may get. A they may get a little. They may get a little right. bit. I could see ESPN maybe covering production costs for for each show because their production costs probably are very low. But I could see that being it. Maybe they've got like a um, like a, a revenue deal with the advertising, and then they take the production costs out of that. And then if there's anything left over, they get it. But yeah, there probably isn't anything left yeah. over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, and uh, well, real quick uh, before, because we we want to, we'll end the show with some Memorial Day memories. But uh, real quick, we'll go over the official. There's not. I mean, there's a lot of fights here that were made, but nothing huge. Uh, Sam Alvey got another fight. Um, what 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 do we? What's uh, standing out for you that you wanted to point out? Okay, a few I'll point out. Uh, UFC 276, July 2nd. Uh, Brad Riddell against Jalen Turner. That's a fisherman. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting, interesting lightweight fight. And not a surprise that Riddell's on the card, considering considering uh, Adesanya is on it and Volkanovski. They're all they all train together, like, together. So that's going to be a big night for Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, excuse me. Uh, July 16th. 16th UFC fight night that show that's rumored for Long Island. Uh, it's got three three good fights added to it. Uh, Ricky Simone against Jack Shore. I mean, that's a uh, Jack Shore is you know, a big time prospect prospect undefeated. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be his his big test. Big test. Kind of surprised that show that that fight's not on the London card, but. You know, perhaps yeah. this car. I think this card probably needed a little bit more than London. London's looking pretty big, big right now with what they have. Uh, and then uh, Li Jingliang against Muslim Salikov. That's a that should be an exciting fight. And then you got the battle of the Bills: Billy Collar and Tio against Bill Alzio. Those are the three fights. Those are those are Northeast guys too, right? So that's a yeah. perfect fight for Long yeah. Island. Yeah. So I mean, if it's happening in Long Island, that's you know pretty good fight for that uh yeah and london- salikov as well the uh the russian mob will love to watch that fight yeah and the russia against china everyone yeah whatever yeah there you go <laughs> uh <laughs> the london card uh july 23rd uh mr finland maquan Khani against jonathan pierce yay yeah and then yeah. uh that one uh then we have uh dallas UFC 277, July 30th. Of course, Pena Nunez is now official. Also has Drew Dober against Rafael Alves. Interesting fight for Dober to take. I guess he just wants to stay active, but he definitely deserved a bigger name than Alves. Uh, UFC fight night, August 13th. couple fights. Uh, Aspen Ladd against Sarah McMahon. Gerald Mearshart against Bruno Silva. So, uh, yeah, he he. Mirshard didn't get didn't get his fight in uh, Singapore with uh, Petrosky. Yeah, whatever it was it called him called him out there. Yeah, <laughs> Andre Petrosky's not fighting in Singapore. That card's full, so it's got fourteen yeah, no. fights. They don't need another one. 
Especially a show that's yeah. going to start and, at like uh, 5 a.m. in Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's about any, it. Any other? Yeah, the rest yeah, of them are pretty. The yeah, the rest of them are yeah. pretty. You can check it out on uh, on Ryan's column, MMA Roundup. So uh, Memorial Day weekend, uh, you had you know your last, your closing words on your column where you miss Memorial Day. And so I thought, oh, well, you know, I think we did this last year as well. But um, we, um, I retweeted an article that you wrote actually seven years ago, which may have been the last time they did a Memorial Day show, um, where yeah, you they, were going they, over the results. They did, they did one a few years ago, so... Okay, but it was it was a good it was a good column. I I, wrote, I, I reread it, and uh, you you have some good memories in there uh, from uh, Memorial Day cards in the past. And of course, my first UFC that I ever saw was a um, was a Memorial Day show. I've talked about it on the show before. That was Rashad and uh, um, uh, Rampage. Yeah, that uh, was, which was obviously a huge. That was that was that weekend was the first time we met too. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was uh, what, twelve years 2000, ago. We're coming up on twelve years. Yeah, two thousand ten. Yeah, we're coming yeah, up on two thousand ten. Yeah, coming up on twelve years of that. And then, so. uh, and then the next year, I saw Rampage again, um, but wasn't uh, as big of a fight. He took on Matt Hamill. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was uh, not not a huge fight, but I mean, you know, it did you know two point five million dollar gate, three hundred twenty five thousand uh, buys, and uh, yeah, we and and you know, and so what we're uh, I mean, obviously your history with uh, Memorial Day goes back uh, a little bit longer. I'm just looking over some of these again. What um, what stands out for you like instantly remember from Memorial Day? Well, the funny thing is the original Memorial Day weekend card actually didn't take place in Las Vegas. It actually the very first one was, and I have it. In my column this week, well, the very first one was in L.A. The uh, Matt Hughes Hoist Gracie fight. I mean, that was a right. That was a yeah. big, that was a big deal at the time because Hoist hadn't been with the UFC since UFC five. But if you remember, he was the he was the big superstar of the early UFC ages, UFC one, two, and four tournament winner. And here he was coming back after all this time away, and he still had the Gracie mystique. But then you have just Matt Hughes, country boy asshole just everything everything you both loved and hated in a fighter because he was great great but he was just such a prick too and you just kind of wanted to yeah it was really a it was kind of really one of those changing of the guard fights but it was almost like like hoist passing the torch to matt but matt just uh keep the torch warm because because it was going to eventually be passed to gsp just you know yeah and everyone knew that a couple was coming, months right? a couple months later when gsp beat hughes for for the first time for the first time and there's when they fought for the second time time yeah gsp lost to sarah but then he came back and whooped up on sarah and everybody else so so but re- but really but yeah that was like the start of memorial day then you had then you had the big the first big one in vegas was chuck liddell and rampage jackson i mean that was that was a big big deal at the time that was the first first ufc that had had espn kind of promotion f- from it and then uh, rampage knocked out chuck in the first round and that was kind of almost a patch to passing of the torch too because because rampage is already a big name but he became a superstar from that and then then you had ufc 84 the next year bj Penn winning the light or firmly establishing himself as as the big lightweight you know, as a dominant lightweight of that era and then you had 
you know, Leoto Machida uh, ending Tito Ortiz's UFC career for the time being, being in that that weekend, and then you had after that was UFC ninety eight, which was the Machida era, and he f- finished in Rashad Evans, and he had one fourteen, you know, Rampage and Rashad one. You know, arguably the one of the biggest non-title UFC main events of all time, and then after that, yeah, it, probably right behind like Connor and Nate yeah, Diaz, yeah, right, yeah. I mean, it was the biggest non-title UFC pay-per-view until you know Connor started you know having some non non-title fights there, you know, with with Cerrone yeah. and Poirier, Poirier, but even Connor's early stuff was all title title fights, and then. After that, yeah, UFC 130, which was, which was kind of like the yeah. outlier in all these, because you had all these big fights, and then you, all of a sudden, sudden you have a show headlined by Rampage and Matt Hamill. Granted, granted that show had a bunch of different main events fall apart, fall apart, and it just kind of was an is what it is situation. And then, uh, then you had UFC 146, the all heavyweight show. That was kind of a memorable show because you there was a completely yep. gimmicked show. With the main card being all a heavyweight fight, so we haven't seen anything since since then. And it's kind of interesting, like like imagine if they did a show yeah, like and that. And it did, and it did real well. It did real it did well. Did real yeah. well. But imagine if they did a show yeah. like that right now, and you put like even with even with Francis being out, but you had oh. Jones and Stipe, and then and then Cyril gone and Tai Tuivasa in the co-main, and then Aspen Aspinall Aspinall against uh, Blades, and then you put. Derek Luce against Sergey Pavlovich on there, and then I don't know Arlovsky and somebody. Yeah, or or Volkov and Rosenstruik. You know, that's a fight coming up. There you like, go. Actually, that what? I mean, that sounds like a hell of a card. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a card right there, right there. If you just yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I'd like to see some gimmick shows every once in a while like that. You don't have to do it do it yearly, yearly or anything, but every couple of years, you know, if stars line up, you know, have a show that's all. All this like, one, I mean, I'm looking at the results, and we got Roy Nelson and Dave Herman, Stefan Struve and Lavar Johnson, Big Johnson, and yeah. Steve Miosic and Shane Del Rosario. Yeah, you know that's uh, you know. But the you card you brought gimmick. up was a little bit better than this one. But but yeah, yeah. But you did that gimmick, but also like like you had all those prelims of that show that were pre- the prelims were pretty yeah pretty strong for that show too. Prelims were great for that yeah. show. Then. Yeah, but yeah, just a whole lot of a whole lot of memories in Las Vegas, and you know, even they even did some Memorial Day shows afterwards, and and like uh, yeah, I think they did one in Liverpool with the the Thompson Till fight and then they had one a couple of them overseas that happened on memorial day weekend but they were broadcast on saturday in the middle of the afternoon afternoon and it wasn't true they're uh memorial i mean day it's cards kind of it's kind of since endeavor took over that yeah. they're you know they kind of want to have a holiday on memorial day as opposed yeah. to running a show yeah it seems like but yeah. um yeah for me like i i the the first one that i bought uh as a fan was i think the 2008 show yeah uh no 2009 Lesnar Muir um yeah I definitely bought that one um I don't think I would have bought any of the other ones like you would think I bought you know BJ Penn no um I didn't buy uh or was it BJ who, who was it? what was the two, UFC 84 what was that one uh, BJ Penn Sean Oh yeah, I definitely didn't buy that. Um and I didn't buy the Liddell show in 2007. Um, so yeah, I mean, it would have been, yeah, it would have been the, the Brock Lesnar mirror fight would have been the first one I bought. Well, and then July. I went to 2010. That was uh, oh, okay. Uh, oh, right. It was supposed to be in 2000. Yeah. So you know what? Like maybe, but yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So maybe the first, uh, so what was the main event of 98? Uh, Evans and Machida. Okay. Yeah. I definitely, I wouldn't have saw that one. So yeah, it would have been the first one I saw was the one I went to. And you know, the reason I went, it wasn't even as much for the UFC as it was to meet everybody because I, you know, it was, it was about a bunch of wrestling fans, but I went to the show and I, 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 you know, the first fight I saw was, um, Melvin Gallard, uh, on the prelims and I'd never seen him before. And, and he just, you know, struck out me, you know, with the blonde hair, kind of reminded me of Shelton Benjamin. And I just, uh, I kind of, kind of got into it and there was like hardly anybody in the building. And, and I had, good seats and uh i just you know watching it live i uh I, I became a fan like a big fan and you know by by a year or two later i was watching everything so um yeah i uh yeah you've got definitely got a bigger history with memorial day than i do but uh you know it's it's too bad that they're not doing those memorial day shows anymore and to, uh hopefully you know i used to get excited because here about monday it'd be like all right time to go to vegas for ufc memorial day weekend yeah. and i miss it i could be going for aew i'm just I wanted to go this year, but kind of things got in the way. Got in the way, so maybe next year, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, well, so. well, we'll miss you, and I'll be there. And uh, I've got I'm going to three shows. Well, I'm going to four shows, three AW shows, and uh, at least one other one, uh, maybe two. I might go to Ed show. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But going to um, the Tom uh, against I, Josh Alexander that one. Uh, yeah, I got ringside seats for that one. Yeah, so uh, that's on Friday after Rampage. So, um, yeah, the um, and there's uh, there's another one on Saturday. No, Thursday. I was thinking about going to so because uh, actually Thursday I don't I'm not really doing much on Thursday. So, uh, but yeah, it, it'll be big. If you're listening to this and uh, and you see me in Vegas, you, you'll find me at a poker table or at a at a blackjack table. Uh, stop by and say hi, and I'll I'll get you a drink because they're free, and I'll just tell me what you want and I'll order it for you. <laughs> Um, so, uh, uh, last update, we're got a few more votes, but it's still about 70% for, uh, open scoring. So that's what, you know, fans seem to think that that's a good idea. So, uh, maybe it'll happen. Who knows? Maybe they'll see my poll and decide. Um, so that's going to pretty much wrap it up for the show. Um, Ryan, uh, why don't you, uh, well, actually, no, we'll do our plugs. I've got, um, I got an interview that I did with a friend of the show, Richard Becerra, who big UFC fan, big uh, wrestling fan, uh, is going to air on the Fight Game Media YouTube channel uh, later on this week. We haven't decided exactly what day, but it'll be while I'm in Vegas. And of course, we got this big Vegas weekend, and uh, I'm going to be, you know, we're going to be doing tons of shows on on the YouTube channel, on the free feed, on the Patreon. So just check it out. You can hear from us in Vegas. We'll be taping all kinds of stuff. In fact, the Dynamite show, which is on the Patreon. Um, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be drinking while I'm recording, so that could be fun. Um, I'm uh, Steve Geimer, who uh, is a pa- Patreon uh, contributor, is letting me record in his room, and we're gonna get a bottle and uh, and uh, it could, could be fun by the end of the show. So tune in for that. If you're not already a subscriber, send five bucks away, and and it'll be worth it just for that show. So uh, yeah, and then Ryan will have his column Thursday, or no, there's no preview this week, so you got the week off. But uh, the Observer, you'll have your write up in the Observer, is of course, and uh, and then next next Monday you'll you'll have your next column, and we'll be recording. So <laughs> maybe or, maybe it depends on how maybe depends on the kind of the new news week the, this week. <laughs> if it's a quiet, okay. if it's might a quiet take week, a week I off, might eh? take take a week off. Yeah. From, from it. There you go. You deserve it. You work hard. Uh, so for Ryan. I'm Paul and Ryan, as you always do, why don't you take us home? This 
this take it home was going to be a little bit longer uh, for all of you listeners that listen that are traveling to Las Vegas or elsewhere for stuff this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, or to go to AEW. I wish you all safe travels. Everybody else, have a great week. Enjoy your holiday weekend. See you in Vegas, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.